last time on the Joy of Extra Dimensional Spaces. Ah, that was rude. That bird doesn't even hit like a book. Illidaz wants to check out these paintings on the wall. Uh, this <laughs> odd monstrosity of four hands joined together in strange angles jumps out of the water at you. So there does not seem to be uh, anything else of interest in this room. Can we go back upstairs now? There's Let's another door down the here. Hall. When we're done following the left wall. <laughs> Come. Right, so, Kilvarek, so, so, certainly you can follow the left wall in your mind and know where we're headed. As next. I throw open the door as hard as possible, <laughs> trying to break it and walk out into the hall. I see Simeon is following all the left walls. I pat you on the leg as I go by. Perhaps some tea, my friend. You need to calm down. I may follow and be devoted to Torm, but the will of the left wall has more power here. All right. So, uh, Simeon, do you open the door? I do. The air here smells of astringent chemicals. Long wooden tables stretch across the room, laden with vials, beakers, and flasks, holding various liquids and powders. Books are stacked between the glassware and chemicals. Yellowed paper charts and blackboards full of complex formulas cover the walls. Beware of Iocane powder. (laughs) What did you say about Io? Alchemy. Fascinating. Proficient with alchemical supplies and process. Uh, I'm going to start studying the room and what it was for. I need an intelligence check, please, at advantage. 22. You are able to determine that the main goal of the research here was to transmute various materials into gold. Uh, judging by the numerous scorch marks and acid burns on the furniture, the laboratory was the scene of several spectacular failures. <laughs> That's usually the way. The crucibles like to explode. Tessa's going to check out the books, looking for some more Mordenkainen books. Excellent. Uh, you find a book with a single letter on the spine and a picture of Mordenkainen on the cover. The letter on the spine is a B, like Bob. The other thing, Sprocket, is that as you're looking at the formulas on the wall um, mm. and you start kind of looking around the room like, oh, I okay, Pyder. Yeah. Um, you are able to find several alchemical reagents um, that are quite valuable. I was actually going to say Sprocket, as he's doing this, is making mental notes of what he could gather afterwards to create his own yep. alchemical supplies kit that he tucks uh, you, into his satchel. Yeah. You, you are able to find uh, probably about 50 gold point, gold pieces worth of alchemical supplies and two potions of healing. Fantastic. Ooh. I uh, point out the potions of healing to the party. Hey, look what I found. And I'm putting together some supplies for later, and I tuck those into my bag. We'll make note of where the uh, potions of healing are in case he or someone is unconscious at some point. Or someone. Yeah, right. Who think he's going to need these the most? Simeon's gonna need them. Oh, that's why I'm taking note where they are. <laughs> you give one to each of the fighty types. Anybody Way else? Anybody else investigating in the room? Uh, I'll take a look to see if there's anything okay. of note that would help me. Roll me your investigation. Three. Three. Uh-huh. Yes. Nope. There's a there's a lot of smart guy stuff in this room. Sprocket continues investigating onto the books and whatever else happens yeah. to be in the room. All right. Give, give me an investigation check, please, Sprocket. 21. Cool. Finally. Uh, you called for smart guys. You yep. step forward. Uh, almost hidden in the legs of the tables are these carved, small, winged body shapes um, that look very much like... Well, give, so give me an, an arcana check. 
ooh, ooh. So Sprocket, do you do you say anything when you see the winged feet, the wing, uh, winged figures? He was he was investigating. So do you say anything, or do you just continue to look at them first? Um. Well, I was seeing if I recognized them, which would be part of the initial thought process before speech, and I yep. and I arcaned for twenty five. Okay. Cool. Excellent. They are very very lifelike. Um, hmm. There's some interesting uh, carvings oh, on the legs. Almost to the point that they seem like they might be real, but just asleep. Your arcana skill is high enough that you realize that they are most likely figures that could be used for creating homunculi. But they are but they are dormant. They are not homunculi. They are the source material that could be used for homunculi. And anybody now that sees them and has an arcana skill uh, over five uh, also sees the same thing. Where that's like, oh yeah, that's what you would use these for. Is there one shaped like an owl? Uh, there is not. Okay, just curious. Nope. Are they small enough to be removed and put into pouch? They are probably six or seven inches tall. So how big is your pouch? I have a satchel that's backpack sized. Yeah, and you, I mean, you did have a ham in there, so it's... Not a whole ham. Just enough ham. Just ham a bit of ham and, and a couple of ball-shaped <laughs> wads. Sure. You, you can take one and put it in uh, in your purse. In, in cool. Your Which, what animal figures do I have to choose from? Uh, you have an eagle. Uh, you have a sort of demonic looking creature. You have a dragon and a pegasus. Okay. I'm going to have to go with the pegasus. You have a little pegasus statue. Cool. I stick it in my bag. Those are neat guys. Anybody else uh, doing further investigation in this room? I'm investigating the walls. I don't think we've looked at yet. Um, other than the uh, the blackboard with all of the alchemical stuff on it, uh, the walls are just stone. Um, they've got like scorch marks and and acid burns, um, you know, like a. But other than that, uh, nothing, nothing extraordinary. Before we leave the room, Sprocket has to copy the formula down into his. That would take a significant amount of time. Yeah, we all sit down and wait for him. <laughs> I'm gonna need a few minutes, guys. Uh, Kill Varrick's, you're concerned that this amount of time might render your mark at the front useless. If we stay here for this, my mark will go away. Let's go refresh the mark. We can come back later. How about we've you spent just run upstairs and take care here. of it while I'm oh, fine? And I put my mark away. <laughs> you could just run upstairs real quick. You keep saying you want to go upstairs. I can go with you, Kilvarex. Part of four. I mean, we say that we have no time restraint, but we have no idea what's happening to um, our friend, Midrius. He did say time was different in here. Mm. Time is relative, especially when you're dealing with extra dimensional spaces. For all we know, we've only been gone for a mere matter of seconds. Or decades. I'm a scribe, and I have some ink and pens. Want me to help you copy? That would be fantastic if the party's willing to give me the chance to jot this down. But if not, I understand. Sometimes, you know, knowledge has to pay the price. So, Varx, why don't we go refresh your mark while they copy together and double their speed? Sounds like a good idea to me. Uh-oh, we've split the party. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the crew doing the writing. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, Simeon and kill Varex. I need just give me a straight d20 roll all right I've got a new uh another piece of pairing for the cat I got a 15 
when you come up into uh, that study where you had found the cat and with the secret passageway there, mm-hmm. um, one of the chairs is missing. You swear that there were two chairs in this room. Now there's only one. I swear there was two, and now there's only one. Tovaris is going to look at the paintings and see if maybe the chair has appeared in the paintings. Ooh, fabulous answer, but no. Is the door open to the hallway, or is it closed? Door is open to the hallway. I'm going to look at the cat. The cat is at the top of the stairs. When it sees you, uh, it it instantly like runs up to you and starts nuzzling against you, uh, meowing for food. I give it the herring. It gladly takes the herring. Dear Onyx, what happened to the chair? <laughs> you act like I've been up here the whole time. I was with you, dummy. <laughs> Can you show me where the chair is? Um, it walks out the it walks out the door down the hallway. Which way? So it goes it goes out the door, takes a left. So and it walks past the staircase and then ducks into the the door immediately after the staircase. I'm gonna stand in front of that door. You should refresh your uh, your mark. I go refresh my mark and say, yep. Corporal, we need the others before we continue. The the door to that room is slightly open. Much like the the one for the room that you just came out of. I'm going to put a little of the catnip on the floor out here. Here, get some more. Get some more. Three cats come out of the room. Oh, this is not good. Chris is going to step back in towards the... Keeping his eye on Simeon so that he doesn't lose sight. Just go as far in as he can while keeping an eye on him. Hello, it's out there. Hello. Hello. Somebody out there. Hello. I smell herring. Do you smell herring? I smell herring too. Hello, who's got herring? Hello, who's who's saying? Hello, uh, there are the two talking? voices from inside the room. No, uh, well, I mean, not that you. If they're cats talking, they're not the cats that are in the hallway. They they are coming from inside the room. Stopping mid yell, like as I'm about to close my mouth again, so it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Try to get Simon's uh, attention and wave him back over. I'm going to back up a little bit and try to wave the cats to come with, with me. Hello? Who's out there with herring? Hello? Coriander, do you smell herring? I do, Cuban. Step into the uh, other library so I'm not in the hall. Quietly closing the door and trying to see if there's a way to lock it from the inside. Uh, there is not a way to lock it, but you can certainly latch it. Latch um, it and look at Simeon and say, go get the others. I need a stealth check, please, to see if you can do that quietly. Health at disadvantage for both of us. I got a 10. (laughs) Uh, Okay, fabulous. You think you closed it real quietly. Click! (laughs) (laughs) That's a seven. You also think that the door is closed very. I'm (laughs) clotting across the hall. Chunk, 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 chunk. We did um, you, have to stand our two most stealthy people upstairs. You, you guys, you guys both hear footsteps upstairs. Everyone who's downstairs, you guys are now in the room uh, with the door closed. Uh, downstairs, you guys hear um, somewhat heavy and hurried footsteps moving across the wooden floor above you. Yes, looks, looks at the others and yep. says, "We better get up there." 
They sound um, like they're running away. Kess and Sprocket, I need, please, a investigation check to see if the sudden disturbance uh, causes you to make an error in your note-taking. And Kess, remember that this is at disadvantage. Oh, I remember. My lower one was a 13. You're fine. Okay. Fabulous. And that's two down and one to go. <laughs> All right. What do you guys downstairs wish to do? Well, I've suggested that we should run upstairs. What do you <sighs> think, Sprocket? Can't even trust him to go freaking refresh a mark. Fine, fine, we'll come back. And I close my notebook. We got a lot of it. We did, we did. But how hard is it to walk upstairs? I suggest we go upstairs really quietly. Okay, so are you trying to go up the stairs stealthily? Very I'll, stealthily. I'll try to sneak. Ooh, Stealth, I did good, 18. Stealth checks from the three of you, por favor. At disadvantage. Absolutely. You do have to make it with disadvantage if you've got chain armor on, don't you? I think so, too, because yeah. you're wearing yeah. chainmail. Yeah. yeah. Having having run around in chainmail, yes. <laughs> yes. My lower one was a 16. Okay. And I'm That's out of disadvantage. A very quiet four. Kilvarix <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Simeon, you hear a very quiet person clearly wearing chainmail coming up. The <laughs> and there's quite Maybe we should have sent him to check on the wall. <laughs> and as quiet a voice as my seven can muster, they're coming! <laughs> <laughs> Only Kess is already there right. so quietly that you didn't even hear her. <laughs> All right, the party is reunited and it feels so good. Uh, <laughs> and you are all in the room. The room was with the door closed. Um, and you definitely hear two uh, uh, small voices. I think they went in here. They're not very quiet. I agree with you, human. Who are they? I don't know, Coriander. Have we tried greeting them? I'm about to. Wait. <laughs> is, is, is that what you're about to do? What do you plan on doing? Showing them that we will not tolerate threat. Wait, wait. wait. Be friendly spices. There's no need to be threatening yet. I'm not. I'm being defensive. I walk over to the door and throw it open and say, hello, friends. And I do, I guess I just look at the floor, assuming that they're going to be small. <laughs> uh, so uh, two winged homunculi are floating out there outside the door. And they say, oh! A visitor! And they fly into the room uh, and land on the table uh, and they bow deeply before you all. How could we be of assistance to our honored guests? Cooking? Cleaning? Mending your clothes? You got a bump on the head. We're actually looking for some books. I know there's a lot here, but we're looking for some quite specific ones. Books? So Ooh, we can't touch books. How about something to get rid of the scar? Uh, yeah, come come to the kitchen. Come to the kitchen. We'll make you something yummy. It'll help you feel better. And to be clear, when you say you're going to make us something yummy, you're not talking about cooking using us. You're using you're talking about cooking things for us. We would do no harm to honored guests. Which way's the kitchen? Right next door. Oh we'll show you. Um and they, they flap off uh and leave the room. Oh fine. Well we need to check out that room anyway. Hello too. Yeah. Do you guys like tea? We've got some scrumptious tea. Tea? Oh, we love tea. It's from Simeon's family. You have them a box. You have gifts? Oh, gifts! Um, so they 
fly into the next room. Um, they slip through, so the door is kind of ajar again, about six or eight inches, um, and they kind of like slip through the door. Ready? Before you open the door, Kelvaric's going to put his hand on your shoulder and say, are you <laughs> sure we don't have to go up the stairs because they're to the left? Oh. Ouch. Dare we defy the will of the left wall? But we have guides now, so it's no longer a labyrinth. <laughs> oh, is that all? I'm trying to figure out the rules. <clears throat> I'm making them up as we go. Definitely, Illidaz gets out a notebook and adds, rule number two, if there are guides, no need to follow the left wall. Okay. These are the, two, these are the so far, the two commandments of the following the left wall religion. I'm sure it's only going to get more developed from here. <laughs> this is already peeping through. Uh, so so you, you open the door, Simeon? Yes. Uh, Weapons are away, by the way. The uh, the aromas of cooking permeate the kitchen. Uh, a large iron stove takes up one wall, and the rest of the room is filled with large tables and racks lined with hanging pots, pans, and cooking utensils. Everything is immaculately clean. The two homunculi fly over to uh, the rack with the bowls, um, and then back over to the stove and start scooping uh, a delicious-smelling stew. Uh into one of the bowls um and in fact both of them uh both of them do it and they so and it seems like they're in like some sort of a competition to try to see who can bring the bowl of stew to simeon first i step out of the way from sloshing hot liquid <laughs> i will stand fast and see who gets there first i'm going to compliment the homunculi on their a1 professional kitchen oh thank you very much Honored guest, you you flatter us. Thank you. They start singing them out. They one of them one of them brings the bowl to you, Simeon, and uh, the other one uh, somewhat dejectedly said, "Oh, would anybody else like stool?" Guest reaches out a hand and says, "Yes, please." Absolutely. And so the uh, the flying homunculi hands it to you, um, and the stew. Do you guys try it? Yeah. <laughs> My grandfather Sprocketophilus actually said. Never take food from strange magical creatures when you aren't certain who made them. Um, the so I'm going to abstain. Delicious. The stew's delicious. Um, one Guess of them flies for Simeon over. to try it first. One Simeon them, uh, does try it. Yep, perfect. And then, and then he feels the rest of the bump. Does it feel like it's healing? No, just you're just eating soup. It doesn't do anything. They fly over to to the um, uh, to like a cutting board, um, and they get. Uh, uh, they tear off some bread and they fly that over to you also. And the bread is uh, is fresh and uh, fragrant, um, maybe a little bit of uh, of thyme baked into the bread. Um, you know. Mm. Mm. This is like my Aunt Josephine's uh, bread. Mm. If only there were some fresh churned butter. So. I'll, so, I'll just eat. <laughs> Alex is going to watch him eating, standing up, and, and say, Is there not a dining hall or a room somewhere around here? A possibly sure. more appropriate place? Uh, certainly. Come with us. And they fly through uh, through the door to the right. Wow. More and more rule breaking. Do you follow that? It is a guide. Yeah. I look around the kitchen first before going into the next room. Okay. Are there um, any cookbooks, for example? Yeah. Mm -hmm. As I walk in, I will lean, tilt my head back. Um, recipe books? And wink. And then um, walk in after them. Yep. No books in the room at all. 
They did say that they can't touch them. Maybe they just know all the recipes off by heart. Anything um, else of crazy interest? Uh, nope. For the most part, it looks like a pretty standard kitchen. Cool. Um, yep. Um, except you do see um, kind of you do see several cats kind of moving in and out of uh, of the kitchen and the dining room that they have now flown into. Um, Kess offers a cat a little piece of meat out of the stew. Several cats. Do they all look the same. Nope, all look different. And so, how many are we up to now? Uh, I mean, you you have counted probably no fewer than five or six. Okay. Rocket begins keeping count. Large windows form the entirety of one wall. Um, So again, that's that wall off to the right hand side there, looking out on three plant beds filled with vegetation. Within the room, a crystal chandelier hangs above the table made of dark wood. Uh, six matching wooden chairs with scarlet cushions surround the table, and a seventh chair sits alone in the far corner. Is that the chair that was in the small room? Uh, give me an investigation check, please. Eleven. No, it looks like the chairs in here. Whilst I'm sure that uh, Simeon is gushing over the uh, plant beds that he can see in the room to the east, uh, I wanted to ask... The two homunculi, what's it, coriander and cumin? Correct. Yeah. Um, so you guys clean the whole mansion? Uh, we mostly cook. But we get there are many things we can do. And you've been across the whole house. Do, do you know things about the house is what I'm asking? Mm, we know some things. Okay. We came across this interesting thing uh, down in the basement, and I was wondering if you knew what it was. Some kind of shape-changing demon thing? No, we never go down basement. That's a bad place. How many rooms with books are there in this mansion? Well, there's, there, are, there are many rooms with some books, and there's one room with a lot of books. Just as I suspected. Thank you. Something keeps building piles of books in, the, in that room, too. They don't always stay on their shelves, and so sometimes we have to go in and put the books back where they belong. I thought you couldn't touch them. There is a gray area between cleaning and touching. And you guys skirt that line, do you? <laughs> mm, exactly. So, Kilvarix is going to be watching uh, Simeon, and if he sees no adverse reaction after a couple minutes, he's going to pat his belly and say, yeah, I think I'll take some of that. Okay. I'm going to uh, join Kilvarix in having some of the stew as well. The homunculi will fly back into the kitchen and pour yourselves a bowl and bring you some bread after they hand you the bowl. Being quite small, I'm sharing mine with the cats. Okay. Absolutely well, fabulous. If we're eating, and Sprocket will sit at the table. Yep. Who is sitting where? Aha. Uh-huh. Sprocket sits at the head of the table without even thinking. I'm sitting on the window side. Novarix is going to look at the chairs and see which one looks the more sturdy and sit <laughs> in that one. Give me an investigation check. <laughs> Fifteen. Uh, the chairs all look identical an identical sturdiness okay so whichever one has the most elbow room probably the uh, other head then huh yeah the other head yep that's yep. fine uh, we'll sit off to the corner fabulous um so as you sit in it the chair uh begins to envelop around you um <laughs> however as mimic. the uh as the as the mimic attacks it uh misses you and uh d- damages itself on the way by like it bites its own leg accidentally and you will get the first attack uh, and then we will be in rounds um 
I will drop my soup, draw my scimitars, and stab it twice. Okay, attack. First one's going to be an 11, an 8. So it caught you by surprise, like it tried to bite your butt. Like what? Like that's, you know, <laughs> it's just after the hand. Um, it, uh, so you missed. That, that, that's, that's fine. <laughs> Kill Varix. Uh, in the ham hop! You are... <laughs> You are at the far side of the room. Uh, you can certainly, with your movement, get there. It's about 20 feet away. And nobody uh, sat in any of these chairs. So so I am going to jump up on top of the, top of the table. Yep. And then breathe into my fire into my hand <laughs> and reach back and hurl it at that chair. Okay. Attack roll. A natural one. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. How much damage does that do? Four. Sprocket, you take four points of damage. Ooh. This is fire, right? Yep, it is. As a uh, as his reaction, Sprocket raises his right arm and hides behind it like he did before. <laughs> and this time, from the concentric circles in the middle of this bracer, it expands outward into a uh, blue buckler shield of energy, absorbs part of it, giving me resistance to the damage. So I only take Sweet. half. That's cool. And Excellent. You see it kind of travel that circuit across my shoulders and my hammer that's in my other hand begins to glow with that same energy. Fabulous. Cool. That's excellent. Uh, Simeon, you were... Uh, that's right. You were there. Um, so you're now right there. Um, attack. The homunculi, by the way, have left the room because now they're scared. I am going to step so I'm not in the way of anybody but still maintaining my position. Like that? Like, yeah, I'm not going to step out of the way, but I'm going to step to the side so other people can attack, okay. so I'm not Fair blocking. Enough. Yep. So and yep. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the double attack. Okay. 12, it'll be a eight. Okay, your you're 12 hits. Okay. Your and that's going to be uh, eight. Slash Thank you. Okay, fabulous. Kess. All right, so I'm going to use um... this side of the room over here. Um, yeah. You saw Kilvarix uh, jump up on the table, throw a fireball at Sprocket. So I'm going to leap. I'm going to hand my bowl of soup down to the cats on the floor. Yep. I'm going to leap up onto the table and run across using black dragon technique with my um, three-section staff, which is I'm holding one section and swinging the other two for Fabulous. maximum soil damage. Okay. And I'm going to get close enough to land that right on the mimic and do an overhand swing. Ka-chunk. Fabulous. Love it. After all that, that was only an eleven to hit. Well, I can I still do a can I still kick this thing? Yep, you can still you do still do your bonus attack. Yep. All right. So what kind of kick will we do? Uh, let's do a um a heel stomp. So as I'm coming down, I'm also stomping yep. on him. Love it. Also, an incredibly stinky roll, and I assume a nine does not hit since an eleven. Correct. Didn't. A nine does not hit since an eleven did not. Correct. Uh, okay. I. Were you? Yeah. I, I hadn't had a chance to sit down yet. I was also going to check out this corner chair. I probably okay. still by the door at this point. Okay. Um, or like at least stood by the table. Yep. Fair I, enough. for a few seconds, briefly consider using hot stew as a weapon, but then decide the better of it and putting it down. <laughs> um, and I guess for the first time since we've arrived, I draw my longsword and try and run through the um the mimic. Okay. Fabulous. So, yep, let's go ahead and uh, roll your attack. Oh, that's only an eight. Uh, that will not hit. Uh, Sprocket. Okay, so 
as a small race from my yep. chair, can I move forward enough to make an attack without endangering my teammates? Yeah, I mean you're you're that's fine. Okay. Then I'll close to make an attack. It, it, it's all it's all pretty tight in here, but you guys are a lot of you are small, so. Since uh, it just got charged up, I gotta swing my hammer because yep. otherwise it'll be gone. So, uh, but an eight will miss. An eight will indeed miss. Okay, uh, now the mimic gets to go. Simeon, it thought that you were delicious, and it will uh, it will hit like one flange out at you uh, with a ten. Will that hit? Ten will not hit. Okay. Uh, and then it will try to uh, bite Sprocket uh, with a 17. That'll hit. And... Oh, and Sprocket came out from behind his glowy shield with his eyebrows and his whiskers smoking. I love it. Um, take uh, take eight piercing damage. Uh, Sprocket's and... poor, fla- frail little body falls to the ground. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah! Cool. I mean, not cool, but that's, you know... I've just so realized that we're five. Can I we're die? Five. Do I fall? Or am I like sticking out of his mouth and he's mowing on me? He's, kind of, he's like gnawing on your leg right now. So I was going to say, I just realized we're five reasonably combat proficient people fighting a chair and the chair is winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you yeah. roll twos. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this is, uh, you know, like, I love you all. And that was an epically bad round for you guys. So yeah. that, was, that was. It was uh, amazingly bad. Yeah. Yeah, at least no one was... rolled a one, though. That, hey, right. Yeah. All right. We're at the top of round two. Why would you put that out in the universe, my friend? Yeah. So, Why would so you say that out loud? Spr- Sprocket, has, Sprocket has fallen. Kilvarix, it is your turn. Kilvarix is going to grasp his circle of multicolors, point it at uh, Sprocket and say, Be well! And cast Healing Word for seven hit points. Nice. Sweet. Excellent. Thanks. Fabulous. Sprocket, you are now like awake and you can stand up next round, which uh, actually it is uh, not your turn. It's Simeon's turn. Simeon will say, Torm has teeth and Io eels. I like this group. And I say, <laughs> there we go. 18. Excellent. A hit. That's going to be nice. That's going to be 10 on the damage from the first hit. I like it. And your second Nice. Hit. That's more like it. Second hit, 20. Excellent, a hit. And the damage, that's going to be a six. Cast your attack. All right, so there's no room to swing my staff here, so I'm going to grab both ends and use them as clubs. Oh, I love it. Right? Otherwise, I'd be endangering everyone else. So that's a little more like it. That is uh, 18 to hit. A hit. All right, the damage on that one is nine. Nicely done. And then I am going to do a straight, just pile driver front kick into this thing. Again, 18 to hit. Yep. And that would be six damage. It does. I am just going to, having made myself look an absolute fool by running at it and missing, just going to pull my sword just like straight up into the air and kind of bring it straight down onto the yep. seat of the um, chair. I love it. The, the classic move, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and that is a... Uh, Dirty 20. Excellent. Uh, roll your damage. Really good. 12. Oh, excellent. Oh, so uh, you <laughs> defeat this thing. So please narrate narrate how you dispatch the uh, the chair. I uh, guess. That had been defeating you so soundly for a round. 
since my, I guess I've kind of been kind of composed up until now, this is the first thing that's actually made me quite furious. I very angrily bring it down and I guess I don't really know what I'm expecting to come out of it. I'm, I guess in my head I'm expecting like fluff, but probably there's a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, su- I'm very quietly surprised as blood splatters up onto my sword and onto me as uh, the, this chair gets fully impaled. Yeah. Uh, if, if it wasn't so spoilerific, I would uh, I would say something from uh, from Falcon and Winter Soldier, but uh, we'll just we'll leave it at that. So, <laughs> oh yeah, oh god, yeah, I just know what you're talking. Has about. everyone seen it? Everyone, <laughs> anyway. I know what you're on about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent, fabulous. So, uh, so Illidaz cleaves this thing into blood squirts. Uh, uh, Probably everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. All of us are <laughs> yeah. in range. Yep, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> except for except for Kilvarix. So. No more danger. The uh, the imp, the, the homunculi fly back in. We what had to kill your that? chair. <laughs> it's your what? chair. We just had to kill it. Okay. Why did the chair attack you? It wasn't really a chair. It liked my ham hock. It was. It was a. It was a chair. Um, like one with one. teeth. While they are discussing this, Kilvarix is going to go over probably to Ildaz because he's the most dirty and kind of wave his hands over. As he waves his hands over, he's cleaning the gore off of him. You see his hands rolling with arcane power. I, I, I kind of like hold up my amulet. I'm like, oh, look, amulet friends, right? Amulet buddies? That's a good trick. One of the homunculi fly over. That's really handy. Rocket gets in line. (laughs) Right behind. (laughs) Um, while pulling out his little cube, and he tap and he taps it, and he's like, "Look up the tree. We found the guy. Stay in the back. Stay in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Not the tank." <laughs> Simeon takes a, a cloth out, wipes his swords down, places those back, and starts cleaning off whatever he can from his armor. Okay. Yes, and anyone that wants his help, Kavarx will will using prestidigitation clean. Whatever needs to be cleaned. That is Thank fantastic. I will line up for that. You have no idea how long it takes to get blood out of this armor when it's not clean magically. So I can't say <laughs> this. I can't thank you enough. Right after his turn, uh, Sprocket steps just to the side and starts taking notes as he watches the incantation and you as you clean other people. Yeah. Fabulous. This definitely gets in line too, seeing as there's no laundry anywhere near. Technically, we might just not have found the laundry room yet. <laughs> there's a, a greenhouse or something next door probably check it out in case there's anything up based on our luck a plant's gonna eat us i'm gonna to turn the left in. yeah it's the leftmost door we have guides now garden we thank okay. you for the meal uh, uh, uh yeah of course uh anything else that we can do would you like to come along or do you have other things you need to do uh we should we should stay here and clean the mess good call Coriander, go get the broom. That might not, not go well. We, slot, we should. We oh, should, the broom! Uh, I just, I just step out, out of the, the room. <laughs> Let's be elsewhere. Yeah. Um, about your broom. You now find yourselves at the base of the stairs. Cass leaps up the stairs. Okay, hey, I'm following afterwards. Absolutely. Walk. Right. Hand on the left wall. Yep. Um, Allowing the others the to slump behind her. Tuning yeah. fork in one hand, hammer in the other, on high alert, since we've been jumped by so many weird things since we came in here. 
We should definitely shoot that suit of armor before we get to the top of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. As you're moving up the stairs, uh, landing at the top of the stairs is occupied by a suit of armor holding a long sword, a long sword point down. Uh, it sits on a wooden stand in front of a large window. Simeon, you would notice that the armor is clearly only decorative, and the helmet, but the helmet and the sword are genuine items of good quality. And they, How if cool I can you? recognize the make of the weapon, like what lineage? Like, is it human made, dwarven made, elven made? Uh, it's it's a human made sword. It's not of any great import or anything. It's just it's it's more functional than the suit of armor. Okay. In the perfect um, stance to stab a chair. Yeah. Right. Exactly. There are two doorways uh, in uh, off of this hallway, um, other than the. Uh... So we go to the one on the left. I was gonna say, do you really have to ask? <laughs> <laughs> I pause for a minute, concentrating. Sprocket pauses for a minute, concentrating before we get to the landing. Okay. Um, which is basically how he casts detect magic, and if cool. something magic okay. nearby him, he's inspecting the suit of armor in particular. Um, yep. but yeah, I'm if, not front and I'm, I'm waiting until you do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you don't, de- you don't determine anything magical. Okay. So my ears don't I mean, twitch. Other than the fact that you guys are in a magical pocket realm that was created from, so, so <laughs> it's one of those things that both everything is magical and nothing, nothing is unusually magical. Like it's, I don't notice baseline. anything beyond the environment. About baseline. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Okay. Hmm. All right. So you move where my I was swearing that suit of armor was about to... Well, it looks safe enough. So, you open the door to the left. Alright, so you open the door. Uh, Most of the room is taken up by long wooden tables that are covered with glass vessels and books. Cabinets with glass doors line the walls, and they contain all manner of specimens... Just below the ceiling in the middle of the room, colorful globes circle each other in an intricate dance. The far wall is almost completely covered by a map of the night sky with a golden sunburst in the center above the, above a closed door. Do the colored uh, cast- light globes seem to be a light source? Or yes. are they doing their own thing following their own pattern and not illuminating the room? Nope, they're definitely illuminating the room, but the okay. the light across the room is uh, is un- uniform enough. It's not like it's casting weird shadows or anything like that. But they are definitely they definitely seem to be the light source. Do they look as though there would be stars in a star pattern that matches the night sky map, kind of like out of position, like uh, directional or anything like that? Mm, no. Okay. Um, looking at the map, is there anything we can tell that night? Um, I might perceive as being um, a clue or in, or uh, pointing a direction or giving some additional information about the room within the door uh, beyond. It is definitely a star map, uh, but that's all that you can tell right now. And it seems to be, as far as you can tell, uh, it is, is an accurate star map for the area. So it's not, uh, there's nothing um, missing or anything like that. Um, there are, uh, the five most prominent stars are rendered on the map as blazing silver suns, like sun, sun kind of like the starburst that's above it, right? Except the, the starbursts are silver, uh, on the map. Mm. And you recognize those to be the five most prominent stars in the sky. Should we enter the next room? 
Um, oh. Moving around this room without touching anything, giving everything a solid once-over. Didn't Kess say that they were looking at some of the books? Mm-hmm. Right, and she already found uh, the tea puzzle book. Oh, yes, yeah, yep. of course. Yep. Yeah, so I say let's go into this left room. Okay. Got it. Opening it. The door opens into a dark open space, offering a view of the starry firmament from the night sky. So you are in a planetarium. Five telescopes mounted on bronze plates point toward the constellations above. In the middle of the space, a one-foot diameter sphere of clear crystal sits in a circular brass stand. And how many pattern? How many stars were on the uh, map? Five as well, I think. So it, probably we want to try and point these telescopes towards the stars that we saw on the map. That would seem logical. Yeah. Um, as you step into the room... Uh, the room, the floor does not feel like the wood that you guys have been walking on the entire time. Uh, it is springy um, and turf-like. Uh, it compresses underfoot. Um, when you uh, when you and when you walk in, the door closes behind you, but doesn't lock. It just cl- it closes sort of gently, um, and all of a sudden, it feels as if you are outside. And looking up, can we see? The sky. Yep, it is. A, it is as if you are standing on a on a grassy knoll, um, with the exception that anything further away than about twenty feet uh, seems shadowy and indistinct. Right. I reach down and touch the ground and see what I and and in an attempt to feel the ground. Yeah, it feels like grass. Yep. Now that the door shut. Does it look like grass, or does it still look like a wooden floor? Uh, the nope. The it it looks like you are outside. Now that, the door, now that the door is shut, it looks like you are outside. The The other exception is that the stars in the sky blaze with like an almost fierce light. It's like somebody has turned up the power on the stars uh, in, this, in this area. Right. I guess I get to maybe angling one of the telescopes towards yep. um, one of the bright stars that we saw on the map. Um, yeah, you find that it's uh, it's very easy to change the orientation of the telescopes. They are exceptionally well balanced. You can't like take them off their stands or anything like that. Um, but they they very they move uh, very deftly and smoothly on their stands. Rocket spends spends a few minutes examining the mechanism. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just exceptionally well balanced. And make any notes about its craftsmanship that I think I could incorporate into another design and then start trying yep. to adjust a telescope as well. Great. Fabulous. Uh, is there any response? I guess if I'm able to distinguish the stars from the map before, is there any response once I line up one of the telescopes with one of the yeah, stars? Sure. Give me uh, give me an intelligence check, please, to see if you can line them up with the stars on the map. Uh, so like yeah. uh, um, knowledge or any other similar skill would be fine. Perception would probably be fine. Like I don't. Okay. Let's see. Do I have? Okay. I'm not great at really either. But I got an 18, so that's um, yeah. Yeah. So 19. If you're yeah. allowing me to use perception. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's you are able to to kind of uh, with the first telescope that you're looking for, based on where it is and kind of everything like that, you're able to figure out which of the stars from the previous map to point it to. Cool. And do we see any response as I line it up? No response when you just do the first one. Okay. I got the second one with a 13. Okay, perfect. Not sure which one I was on, but 16. I'm going to join the telescope lining again yep. with another one. 
And that would be uh, Dirty 21. Fabulous. Uh, Kilvarex, are you, uh, are you going to yep. do the last one? When okay. I see them all doing that, I'm going to try to grab the last one, and I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> Excellent. So very successful. I love it. Uh, and with that, uh, once you've got the telescopes all pointing at the right things, or a hidden door on the side opens, slides forward. The room is bare except for a bookshelf covered in chains against one wall. A plain wooden bench and a reading desk is built into the shelves, and a book with the bust of a mage on its cover sits on the desk. Cast lets out a squeal and says, ooh, chained books. So what do you do when the door opens? You are about 10 feet away from the far wall at this point. I'm Before we begin investigating. about the chains. The chains... Are they chaining so the books in place, or are they chaining the bookshelf? The chains are affixing the books to the bookshelf or maybe preventing yeah. them from being carried from the room right the the, the three shelves are uh, are filled with books bound in iron covers which are attached to chains that secure them to the shelves to totally the can't shelf. take them yep anybody with an arcana skill over uh you know six or seven uh, does anybody not have an arcana skill i do not have arcana i do Mine's plus six. Plus six? Okay. Mine's only plus two. Okay. So, Sprocket, you know that in... I know a lot about chain books. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is... But my arcana skill is insufficient. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A chained library would be where a wizard of power kept their most trusted books. Hmm. Hmm. This must have been her library. What was her name again? Fistandia. Fistandia, yes, yes, that's the one. Can we read the authors of the books that are uh, chained? Look for any yeah. with a letter on the cover. Uh, well, there's the, on the, on the table in front is the book with, uh, with the bust of Morden Canaan on the cover. I check out the letter on it, Spine. Uh, give me an investigation check, because it's turned a little, a little weird, so. That would be a dirty 20. Fabulous. Yep, you find the book has... The letter L, like Larry. My theory continues to hold. Are there any names on the books that are chained up that we immediately jump out at us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is like, if you wanted to see a library of books written by the top 10 greatest arcanist minds of all of Faerun, they would be in this library. So your books by Morden Kanan, your books by Fistandia herself, your, you know, they are... Uh, Full. Elminster, you name it. All the greatest uh, arcanist minds are here. Well, these will clearly belong to the library in the end, but as we'll be the ones that have the word, perhaps we can negotiate for some learning. Is the uh, book that's on the desk, is that chained as well? It is not chained. Does it look like any of these Morton Caden books that we're looking for, the seven we're looking for, does it look like any of them are chained? No, you don't, you don't see any books on the bookshelf that only have a single letter on the binding. Okay. This is the only one in the room. Sprocket would like to leaf through one of the metal bound books. Okay. Uh, Sprocket, when he does so, will be attacked. Books <laughs> uh, could beat but his we'll, curiosity. He can we'll, help it. We'll miss. As you move into the room to rifle through the books, um, one of the chains lashes out at you, uh, but it, uh, it misses. Badly, in fact. So we're now in rounds. Kilvrax. 
You are all still outside the door except for Sprocket at this point. Um, but the bookcase has animated. Uh, Kilvarix is going to grumble under his breath, run Stand in, fire. grab the book, and then okay. try to snatch up Sprocket and run back out the door. Oh, okay, cool. So uh, let us see. So the book is obviously no problem. Um, Sprocket, uh, Kilvarix is trying to grapple you. So Kilvarix, make a strength check, please. Are I'm going to roll an insight to see if I am able to determine his please. plan. And thank you. 13 is my strength check. Okay. Sprocket, are you, uh, uh, make your insight check, please. With a 22, I'm pretty sure I've figured out what he's doing, and I grip <laughs> his forearm and climb aboard. Awesome. Cool. So you're able to grab the book, uh, Kilvarix. He's a Sprocket. Good idea. Enough. You can pick him up, but the, the bookcase will get an attack of opportunity on you. So uh, it's only a 13. Oh, armor class is a 16 without my shield. Cool. Awesome. All right. So then never mind. Uh, and you are now out of the range of uh of the bookcase but it is now you can tell that it is like a swirling mass of chains and books uh that seems angry Whew. thanks that man says. as i set you down I'm, that's too you owe me i couldn't resist the books i'm sorry i'm sorry i know <laughs> um that's a smart move no point fighting a chain the floor shakes as the bookcase moves five feet closer let's go <laughs> close the door yeah we're there, going. There, so there is there is no door oh damn this was a, this was a secret it's kind of like a secret passageway that opened when you solved the puzzle in the previous room can we mess with the telescopes yeah once we're all out of the space let's just spin one of the telescopes yep and then the secret passage closes and let's exit the room i don't think we need to go back in there i'll go i'll 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 move to the door make sure it's open and usher everybody out. My plan to be last. As we're kind of leaving that room, I'm kind of looking at this crystal ball in the center. Did it appear yeah. like it had, it was doing anything for us, or was it just creating this enchantment? Yeah, it, it didn't look like it was doing anything specifically. So reasoning that it's in creating the enchantment is reasonable. Okay. Um, it is also firmly attached to, to where it is. If you try to steal it. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where do you go next? There's another doorway off of the hallway with the stairs. I believe the rule of left makes us go there. Yeah, it does. Okay. I think it's Anybody the last else? place to go so far, too. Anybody I'm else not sure. I can go back else? and count. Yeah, come on, let's go. Open and enter. Okay. Oh, classic. <laughs> yep. So again, a short hallway with a door at the end and a door off the right. We know the rules. Fifth, <laughs> uh, the bedroom. Yep. So the door uh, is slightly ajar. Um, and again, as you have reasoned before, sometimes cats move in and out of the rooms. Um, this is an open and airy bedroom. A canopied bed with rich scarlet curtains occupies one corner. A jug and a wash basin stand on top of a chest of drawers. And a fluffy black cat is napping on a scarlet easy chair. One wall is covered with a large painting of a gold dragon perched heroically on a mountaintop. When you enter the room, the cat jumps down from the chair and stretches. Uh, and moves over to Simeon and starts pawing at his satchel. He uh, takes up some more tea. Okay. And, and the last of his herring. Okay. It oh. Gratefully uh, in, takes the herring and, uh, and rolls around in the tea a little bit. Tossles the cat's uh, top of the cat's head a little bit and then starts looking to see if there's any. Fabulous. Give me a, give me a quick uh, animal handling check, please. So that's going to be a 17, I think. Fabulous. Fabulous. Okay. 
Yep, 17. Okay. So seeing as there are always books in my bed, I'm going <laughs> to see if there's any books in or under the bed. Absolutely. Uh, so as you start to rifle through uh, the sheets and everything, you find a tome with Mordenkainen's face on the front of it and uh, the letter E on its spine. While she is looking through the bed, I'm going to come in and look at the picture of the gold dragon, see if there's anything weird about it. Okay. Gently trace my talons over the shape of the dragon, almost like I may be trying to mar it up a little bit. Yep. Uh, nope, it seems, uh, seems like a normal, uh, a normal picture of a dragon. Doesn't seem to be any. I'm going to accidentally slip and have a nail go through it. Oh! <laughs> oh. Oops! Oh, my, I'm oh. so sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I spray a line of foam along it, casting mending, and it heals itself. Are there any socks hidden in the bed along with books? No, there there are no there are no socks in the in the bed. They are there is a bureau uh, like a chest of drawers, um, and they are very neatly organized. Where like you know socks and and undergarments are in one drawer, and shirts are in another, and uh, trousers and skirts are in a third. But they're very neatly organized. How fashionable does Fistandia seem? Two hundred, three hundred years ago, she was probably very fashionable. Nowadays, oh, so it's so our style. Okay, all right. Well, we don't need to take anything from that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal the wizard's closing. Jeez. So, uh, move on to the next room. This is a trophy room. Each corner of this pleasant parlor has a scarlet armchair and a reading table piled high with books. A cheery fire burns in the fireplace. Uh, a pair of swords sits in a rack above the fireplace, and the heads of various animals are mounted on the walls. I'm going to look to the books to the left, look to keeping the one eye on the chair. <laughs> Check the chair first. <laughs> yeah, always check these chairs. Um, okay. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, unlike the other books that you have found, for the most part, in uh, in the mansion, the books are all poetry or heroic fiction. Um, no, uh, no scholarly tomes in uh, in this room. I, I looked at the books to see what they were, and then I check out the animals. Yep. Uh, the first one that I come to, going along the left wall. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, eventually, as you look through the books, you see all the books in this room kind of fit that same uh, that same uh, bill, except for one. Uh, you find a book with a single letter Y. Good, on our guess, I think. The as far as the animal heads, um, there's the head of a stag, of a wolf, of a a periton, of a hellhound, and a black dragon wormling. Um, but they're also but they're purely decorative. There is, um, they are totally taxidermied um, and no longer of any consequence. You said stag, wolf, periton, hellhound, and black dragon wormling. Simeon, so when you find the book with the Y on it, what do you do? Do you try to take it out of its stack or do you keep it where it is? Or I take it out of the stack. Take it out of the stack. Fabulous. No, you don't get attacked by books, which is good. Um, However, a long sword above the fireplace. So everybody else in the room, it looks like it falls off until it pivots in midair and swings at you uh, for with a nine, which I don't believe will hit you. No, it will not. Nope. Um, so it. Uh, so you hear it sort of clang off of your armor um, and is now floating in midair. And uh, the other one is also now floating in the room and moving its way across the room. Is it heading for Simeon or just randomly? 
the first one headed towards Simeon. The other one is heading towards you guys by the front door. If and, Simeon had had time to make it all the way to the back corner searching as he went, right. I would assume that a couple of us may have stepped through the door. Are we yeah, all still in the hallway? Definitely would be looking around yep. at these animal heads. Okay, so uh, uh, Kilvarix, uh, there is a sword uh, flying at you. Well, I'm going to grab my shield off of my back and ready. Well, it's a sword, huh? Uh, ready, ready my spear, I guess. Yep. Okay. Uh, it is within range. And I'm going to poke at it with my spear. Then roll your attack. Twenty-four. It's a hit. Seven points. They are going to go absolutely last because I rolled a one for initiative. So, uh, <laughs> Simeon, uh, what about the one that's attacking you? It's going to catch two scimitars. Go ahead and try it. Uh, first one's going to be a 22 dirty. That will hit. And the second one will be 23 dirty. That's also a hit. So give me your damage. All right. And that's going to be seven on the first hit, seven on the second hit. Fabulous. Uh, okay. Excellent. Uh, I will rotate to the backside with my back to the wall so that I, I'm i not blocking anybody from attacking the one. After Simeon is Kess. Kess is um, uh, probably uh, about as far as the first pair of trophies already into the room mm-hmm. and uh, pulls the, the three section staff up and, and is doing a uh, double flying butterfly, which is like a figure eight form Yep. in front of herself, carefully peeping it out of the way of the little orange dragon um, to try <laughs> to knock one of the swords to the ground, right? Just Fabulous. disable it by, by trapping it. I love it. In one, of, in one of the ends. So swings at the sword. Okay. Roll your attack. Even though that hit the other dice, I think I should keep the bad roll. Okay. Um, which would give us a 10 to hit. A 10 will not hit. All right. Now I'm going to follow up with a less elegant crescent kick. Less elegant always seems to do the job, though, because that gives me a dirty 25 to hit. Fabulous. Excellent. That will hit. Then let's see what that gives me for damage. And that would be maximum damage, 9 damage. Excellent. Uh, Which one were you attacking? The one closer to Simeon or the one closer to the door? Uh, The one that is threatening Simeon. Fabulous. That one uh, clangs to the ground uh, unceremoniously. Lots more ceremony in my in my little battle yeah. pattern yeah. there. After after you kick it out of the air, fabulously. Okay, Ilidaz. Yeah, I'm going to come to Kilvarax's aid and this one that's closest to the door and do a very terrible attack of nine. No, that will not hit. It's fine. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the hallway, apparently, Sprocket leans around the door frame and Kilvarax and takes his <laughs> tuning fork wand taps it on the bars on his right bracer and it starts it. to resonate with electric energy and sparks. He drags it down those two bars towards his wrist. And as it grows, the sp- as it goes, the sparking grows into a little electric bolt that he flings at one of the swords. Excellent. Roll your attack, please. <laughs> For a ton. The, the, uh, the lightning bolt uh, harmlessly hits the wall behind it. Uh, they finally get to go now, uh, but there's only one left. So um, Kilvrax, you hit this one. So it's going to swing at you. It's only a 10. Nope. Okay. Armor class is 18. That is, that is its attack. So, Kilvarax, it is now your turn. 
Uh, so I am going to try to smack it out of the air with my spear. Trying okay. to like hit it so that it yep. beds itself down point first into the wood and the floor it. and gets stuck. I there. love it. I love it. Do it up. And I got a 15 total. Nope, that will miss. <laughs> it's hard to hit a sword with a spear. Yeah, uh, so I'm the- going again. I'm oh. going to cr- cross the room yep. and uh, go for the double hit. I love it. Rolled up. First is a 10, which is going to miss. And the second is a 24, I think, 30. And that damage is going to be five. Okay. Uh, that one also clangs to the ground. And neither of them are moving anymore. Nice. Your steel was found wanting. Should steal ourselves against your puns. Oh, <laughs> you can certainly try, sir. You can certainly try. So we've been through almost, I, I think we've been through every room, and yet we still only have six books. We have seven. Do we, actually, do we have all seven? We have all seven. Right, cool. Seven. I guess I must have missed one. Okay, so do you retreat back to the uh, to the front door? Is that... I think it's like the thing to do at this point. That's what the left wall calls for. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You go to the front door. Dude, that's a very circuitous way back. Can we just go to the front door? (laughs) (laughs) Rocket does not follow Simeon down the hallway. We're waiting down there for five minutes before Simeon finally shows up. Simeon's fingertips on his left hand are like so worn down by now. Uh, um, before so, we go, I want to call to uh, that first cat and see if I can get it to come. Uh, how do you call to the cat? I will say, I'll go, Onyx! And right. uh, the last box of tea that I have, I will take out, and hopefully that will be the first and only cat that comes along with. When you, uh, when you, you call to it, seven cats come out of the kitchen or downstairs towards you. They understand that you're the one with Harry. I'm out of yes. everything. All I have, yes. is, all I have is tea. Oh, Romeo! I, I have, have dried meat. I oh. can offer them some meat. Fabulous. Fabulous. And I can say, "Where's the other three? Come on out, kitty, kitty." <laughs> I think we should take all the kids cats, cats, cats out with us. I don't know. They've lived in here for hundreds of years, just fine. Perhaps they're better off where they are. Maybe they'd be happier with company. Do I find that first cat that I was looking for? It's one of the seven. Sure. Oh. Okay. What, what? What's your animal handling though? Uh, it came up as a 10. Okay. They're not happy with you, but you've been pretty good to them, so they're going to let you go for this time. You come downstairs, Sprocket, I heard you say the word. What was the word again? Liberty. Liberty. As you say the word liberty... Liberty, liberty, liberty. <laughs> the front doors of the mansion open. Uh, the blue miasma portal uh, exists behind it. Uh, does anybody not step through? I'm going to step through, but I'm going to call for the, or Onyx and see if the cat comes with me. You know what? You, like, critted your, your animal handling, I think, the first time that you met him. So, yes, Onyx comes with you, even though he's when, mad that you didn't give him any herring. I've, I'll get more. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to step through holding the dried meat in my hand, and mm-hmm. as many cats as want to might follow. Um, so Onyx will follow Simeon. The other cats are very, very skittish about moving through the doorway. So they will they are very nervous about this. Um, does anybody not walk through the doorway? Not immediately. Kovarix oh. so walks people? through, and as he does, he withdraws his mark from the from the side. Okay, fair enough. 
Um, Bye, Cor okay. Coriander and um, um, what was Cumin. 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 Lovely to meet you. Soup was wonderful. Beware of the chairs. You're too kind. And the chains. Um, you said you're 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 holding you're holding back, right? For a moment, Sprocket pauses at well, for more than a moment. Sprocket pauses at the door. Seems to have a little internal war. Sighs heavily, pulls the little Pegasus figurine out, mm -hmm. takes a minute to study it, draws a diagram in his notebook, sets it on the floor, and then goes through the door. He doesn't take anything with him. Uh, so as you walk through the doors and find yourself back in the study room, Ma uh, Matrix's body, you find his body sprawled across the floor. He has obviously been in some sort of a struggle. Rush forward and see if he's alive. Yeah. You okay? Uh, What's up? Uh, looking around the room, can we see uh, any... Has he been, like, cut open? Does it look like he's been attacked by, like, a blade weapon? He definitely looks like he's been attacked, but not by something very big. Start scanning the room. Uh, give me an investigation check, Brocket. 18. You start looking around the room, and the room still doesn't have very much in it. It's got, you know, the table with the book that's open in it, and as you are looking uh, at Matrius's body, you notice that the pouch on his belt that he had put the imp statue in is empty. The statue. Uh, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to cast divine sense to see if I can see yep. where this happens. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're about to get your question answered. As you're looking at that, uh, you get attacked. I, um, the imp reappears. It is on your back and tries to bite the back of your neck. Oh, no! Which of us? Uh, yeah, who? Uh, that was uh, for, for you, Sprocket. The one that was doing the investigating. Yep. Uh, Illidus jumped in there. I mean, he was <laughs> stepping on like the human shield. I was if he's willing to cast the bone sense, then yeah. It's, 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 yeah. Now you know where it is, Illidus. So there you go. Um, uh, that's, a, that's a modified 20 for you, Sprocket. Hit? Yes. Oh, gods, yes. Uh, for four points of damage. Uh, and it's piercing damage. And it is now... Uh, oh, sorry, I need a, a constitution save also, please. Okay. And my constitution saving throw is 18. Fabulous. Um, uh, so it, it has bitten on, It is, uh, but it, do, it does not poison you. Um, ah, my girl, glitter gold, get off of me! Bonus! Kill Varix. Sprocket has just been bitten by what uh, looked like an imp statue and now is clearly an imp. I'm going to try and skewer him with my spear. Okay. Uh, cool. Is it a... It's not a magical spear. It's just a regular spear? Yep. Fabulous. You're going lousy for initiative tonight. 17. Uh, will hit. For a whopping five. Uh, okay, and it has uh, uh, resistance to piercing, so it will take two. Budgeting's coming on. Okie dokie. Uh, who is next? Uh, Simeon. Your um, friend has been bitten by an imp. With my first attack, I will say, I'm actually going to do my bonus attack first. And in Infernal, I will say, I see you, and you shall meet your end. <laughs> That's a 10 to hit. That's not going to work. 10 to hit will not work. Then with my actual attack, I will say, <laughs> Celestial, to the pits you shall be returned. Uh, it it uh, responds in Infernal. See you there. And that's going to be a 23. Fabulous. That's a hit. And the damage looks like it's going to be a 10. Slashing. Slashing. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Kess. So uh, I'm going to swing my staff 
uh, in a coiling dragon swing, which is for one it. end to try to not only hit the imp, but wrap it up and immobilize it. We'll see if this it. works. That would be a 23 to hit. That will succeed. And that is uh, 10 damage. Fabulous. Uh, you don't get the chance to grapple it because when you do your damage, it uh, in a puff of, uh, of uh, a brimstone, um, it disappears. And I say to the air, sorry, guy, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. There we go. You have, you have killed the imp. Uh, you have this made your infected. way out of Fistandia's mansion. Uh, and we have and... a dead sage and a problem. Did, I, did yeah, now we're alone in a room with a dead, <laughs> <laughs> with a dead sage yep. and a blighted village and yeah. a giant fire. And that is the end of Fistandia's magnificent mansion, or the joy of extra-dimensional spaces. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. You can join us at www.ttjourneys.com, where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. And make sure you join our growing online community. You can follow us on Twitter at ttjourneys, and join us on Facebook just by searching Tabletop Journeys there. You can also reach us by email at podcast at ttjourneys.com. And if you want to catch early access to our episodes and some of the other benefits we have coming down the pipeline, you can also support our production at patreon.com slash ttjourneys. If you're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, Audible, or any other podcast platform, we would really appreciate if you would like and subscribe to the podcast. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays and every Wednesdays. We'll feature our SideQuest series where we talk about pretty much anything tabletop oriented. Thank you all so much for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler on our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.